our pastors, you know, one of our youth pastors who went home to be with the Lord and was given a glorious home-going home ceremony last week. If we say that that hallelujah is standing on one leg, or that hallelujah is sitting on a wheelchair, let somebody who is sure that God has been faithful to you shout hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You know something that I always used to say when I was in throne of grace. I said, you know, we're so close to the cemetery, you know, and same here. We're not too far from Ikoyi Cemetery. We're not too far from Ebony Vault. We're not too far from Vaults and Gardens. If you hear the prices that they are calling the vaults, I hear that they go from 10 million to 100 million in Vaults and Gardens. You have not paid 10 million to be in a place where you do not have life. Hey, hey, and they are saying, shout hallelujah. You are sounding like, I say, when we shout hallelujah, those who are in the grave should know that so there are some people who are grateful to be alive. So if you are grateful again to be alive, come on, shout hallelujah. Let <laughs> Let me tell you something about hallelujah. Let me tell you something about hallelujah. When you shout hallelujah, it does not matter what you are going through. <laughs> when that problem hears you shout that hallelujah, it will say this one knows who she is. This one knows who he is. If with all these things that have surrounded him or her with, she can still celebrate and shout hallelujah, I better carry my bag and baggages and go somewhere else. So if you're sure that your problems are going to carry their bags and baggages and go somewhere else, come on, shout that hallelujah that we drive them out. <laughs> hey. When they know you as a noisemaker, in the kingdom of God. <laughs> hey! Come on, shout hallelujah! hallelujah! Even if it is only hallelujah, we are shouting this morning. All we are doing is what? Declaring our total victory. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, look at me. <laughs> Look at me well, well. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're seeing now. It does not matter what you're seeing now. Because I have total victory. Hey! Next time you see me. <laughs> hey! Hey! Oh. Oh. I pity those issues that are, that are coming near you. Hey! Hey! I pity those issues that are bringing discouragement. Hey! Hey! By the time we are done in this month of May, hey! 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 hey. Sister Phoebe or Sister Choi stand here 
Our sister Kenny, they say, who has testimony? All of us will rush out. Hey! Because we're what? Victorious. Don't worry. I had, my message is here. It is not about the message you have prepared. But about God that comes to meet you to bring the prepared message from him. Pastor Joseph said, for our total victory, we have to visualize it. We have to what? Verbalize it. And we have to what? Vitalize. How do you vitalize something? <laughs> you put what? Strength into it. How do you put strength into your victory? How do you vitalize your victory? If you are still walking like somebody who is not sure, <laughs> come on, lift your shoulders high. Let the devil see that you know who you are. That you know who you have. You know what you have. And what do we have? Total victory. The devil is in trouble. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Pastor Joseph started this message two weeks ago, and Pastor Ademola took it over, you know that two weeks ago, I came to church, I was saying to myself, 11 on the dot, I'm leaving because I have to be at my junior cousin's 50th Thanksgiving in Ikeja. And before, I drive all the way to Ikeja. I'm trying to make my message very short now. And every time I try to pick my bag, Jide, I remember you saying, go and check that there's no car behind my car. Because I have to what? Live in a hurry. <laughs> Did I leave? I sat transfixed the message. I had to soak it in. Take it in. Finally, when the message was over, I left. You know how you think you are late for something and you are racing? <laughs> and I was on third mainland bridge. I was on the fast lane. I'm going somewhere. There were other cars on the other lane. Out of nowhere, the car that was on the other lane just thought about changing lanes. And somehow, maybe my car was too high, so he didn't see my car. <laughs> this thing I'm telling you is, was a serious thing. And with the speed, he attempted to change lanes. I could have, you know, I, you know how you just get confused and if I turned this way, I was going to the culverts. I just, Jesus! 
was all I could shout. And the car transported back. I was already slamming on the brakes, shouting. The car was going to, ah! In my head, I don't have 10,000 naira in my account. If this car, you know, just that name, Jesus. You know, the man who was speeding before, when he realized that there was a truck, that's what they call cars like that, my brown car, a truck. Beside him, you know, he was shaking and he was like, it's not even me. Even me. I just said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I realized that my victory is in the power in the name of Jesus. My victory, my total victory is in what? In the power, in the name of Jesus. Let's read the Bible. John 14, no, Philippians 2. Philippians 2, 9 to 11. And I'll be reading from the Passion Translation. 9 to 11, because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now given him the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name. In the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God, his Father. Then we go to John 14. John 14. I'll be reading verse 13 to 14. The same Passion Translation, 13 to 14. For I will do whatever you ask me to do. Where you ask, where? In my name. And that is how the son will show what the father is really like and bring glory to him. Ask me anything. He just said some things. He said anything in my name. And I will do what? Do it for you. I will do it for you. In case somebody is still saying, mm, mm, mm. John 16, verse 23 to 24. Amen? For here is eternal truth. When that time comes, you won't need to ask me for anything. But instead, you will go directly to the Father and ask him for anything you desire. And he will give it to you. Why? Because of your relationship with me. Until now, you have not been bold enough to ask the Father for a single thing in my name. But now you can ask and keep on 
asking him. And you can be sure that you receive what you ask for. And your joy will have no limits. Hallelujah. James 4.2 tells us that we have not because we ask not. You know, for some weeks, Pastor Joseph has been saying that eh, there's a woman, eh, I want her to share her story. Then he has given the hint. It's, he wants me to share my story with you. And I said, what story do I share? Where do I start from? You know, how do you chronicle 53 years in, in 30 minutes? It's difficult. But then I knew that the Lord had a word. Because, yes, you can see me today, but, you know, if I chronicle my life, you will now know that whatever your issues, God will still make you colorful and beautiful. There's nobody without a story. There's no glory without a story. And like I said, my total victory is the power in the name of Jesus. A few years ago, very many years ago, that Gio taught us something. He said, write down um, affirmations that you want to be giving yourself every morning. Paste it on your mirror. You can see that I had to bring mine. You can see the cello tape. I brought it from my mirror. I've, this is maybe about my third or fourth copy because when it now gets old, I rewrite it again. And at the end of it is in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. I'll read some of them to you. You, because it says you will say you, you will point at yourself in the mirror and say you, Abba said the oh sure. Every day of your life, God will take you from glory to glory in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to learn it. He said, you, your victory shall be celebrated. You, you will find favor with God and with men. I'm reading some of them to you for you to know. At the time I wrote this thing, many years ago, some of these things didn't look likely. What is in the name of Jesus? The power in that name. He said, you, the height that you never dreamt you will reach. <laughs> you will surpass in the name of Jesus. When you speak, <laughs> I know that uh, Pastor D had been praying this one too. He said, men will be attentive to your words because it will make you a voice in your generation. Am I not a voice in my generation? Do people not pay attention to my words? I see Pastor D. On Channel TV. I see Apostle Deosho on Channel TV. Ah. People, I remember on Wednesday when they were showing an episode of my show. Someone like, you know, because it was public holiday. So a lot of people had a chance to see it. A former classmate of mine, when we were in secondary school, we had not seen him. She said, she just heard that voice. She heard that voice. And to confirm, she heard, my name is Abosede Oza Osho, your regular host. 
Because I put my father's name on. It's a story for another day. Amen. You'll be uniquely great. You will stand as a reference point for people with unique greatness. You will stand before kings and not mean men. You will be one of the greatest people on earth. Everything mocking God in your life will be destroyed. The door of your prosperity will open and you will know no sorrow. Your prosperity will bring you joy. It will bring you peace. Whenever you call on the Lord, it will answer speedily. I'm making the same declarations on you. And as many as you can remember, go and write them down. Make them your personal declarations too. And you will see them come to pass. Every Lazarus of yours will come to life. And every Goliath will die. In the mighty name of Jesus. Through you, the history of your family shall change gloriously. Your triumphs after your trials shall be very great. So what are those trials? Your triumphs will be very great. God will be glorified in your life now and forever. I can't read all the declarations, but here they are. Hallelujah. So, my story. This is me now. I was born on the 25th day of August, 1968. In Lagos Island Maternity. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. My mother got married at the age of 18. My father was 25. So two young people. Three years into the marriage, their marriage broke up. My mother had me. 11 months later, I had my brother. So a 21-year-old woman found herself without a husband with two young children. So when you see me and think that <laughs> everything has been glorious. That's why I'm going all the way back so that you know. What is your excuse? I'm from a broken home too. Hallelujah. There is no position you cannot rise from. Hallelujah. Your environment cannot determine who you are. You dictate to that environment. I'm a child of God. My parents may have been separated. I went to primary school. When it was time for secondary school, I wanted to go to Queen's College so bad. When you are from a broken home, because my mother had gone on to remarry, I had a lovely, lovely stepfather. My stepfather was in agreement with me. He wanted me to go to Queen's College. You know when the devil wants to attack your future, your destiny, he brings all kinds of things. Then my father remembered that you are from Bender State. Bender. Yes. I am from Bender State. Old Bender. I'm now Delta. Which Queen's College? Your mother has taken people away. You are speaking Yoruba. You don't even know how to speak my language. There's a Federal Government Girls College in Benin City. I want you to go close to my people. That's how I went to FGGC Benin. I don't regret it. I don't. Because there is always a purpose for everything. I have 
beautiful memories of FGCBA. I became the president of that of the old girls association. I mean, so I don't regret it. But you know this God. After form five, I didn't pass jam. Guess where I ended for my A levels? Queen's College, Yaba, Lagos. The same school that I wanted to go to. Pastor Dio's sister, Lakwe, was my classmate. Yes. I'm just telling you things that could have derailed me. If my threshold was as low as the threshold of the young people are, maybe I would have run away from home or something. I'm encouraging you. Just keep on, keep on. Then when it was now time to go to university, I always wanted to read law. I said, I'm going to be a lawyer. <laughs> By which time, I already had two stepmothers. I was even my mother, but I would go, you know. And one of my stepmothers said to my father, this one, she has not read law. She knows all the laws already. She talks. If she reads law, we are gone. They said, I should go and read economics and statistics. I said, what is that? What is that? <sighs> so I struggled. I said, okay, after one year, I will change back to that law. I didn't get to change. And I said to myself, if this is where I am, I better make the best of it. Then I used to say that, you know, if I can just leave this department with a third class, I've tried. After all, this is not the course that I wanted to read. Then God brought into my life somebody who was a year above me in that same course. And he said, how can you ever say that you want to make a third class? You are a very brilliant person. Apply yourself to this course. There must be a reason why God wants you to be reading this course. In my final year, at the age of 20, going to 21, my mother died. The one who was everything to me. I just got called to Lagos. I was in the University of Benin. When they told me my mother died, I'd seen her the weekend before. She wasn't ill. She was 39. I was numb. I was angry with God. I had all manner of emotions. How could she leave us? How could God take her away from us? Today, all her five children are doing very well. Because it's not about whether my mother was there physically, but God was always there. And I happened to find God through my questions. Because that's when I started attending campus fellowship. When somebody saw that I'd abused God so much. And God spoke to me. About a month after, my mother died. 
you know, your final year, used to carry, I don't know if it does the same, carry the most weight out of your four years in university. I came out of that course with a 2-1. Clap for me. Uh -uh. And it is clapping for God who made it possible. For somebody who said all she wanted was a third class. But God said, it's not about you. It's about who I have decided you are going to be. The power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have you disappointments? Oh, yes, I've had disappointments. As with every young girl, I had a boyfriend in school. And we had decided that we we're going to marry. And let me say, yes, I'm going there. <laughs> so that you will know. Because for those of you who think that when a boy or a girl breaks up with you, is the end of the world. It is not the end of the world. Of. You want to go and commit suicide. That person will go on to another person. And move on with their life. So because we had planned, everything that I did was, ah, I'm going to get married. I'm going to get married. Everything I acquired was for my home, was for my marriage. My father used to be in the military. He was in the Air Force. He retired as an Air Vice Marshal. So he was, he was in Washington, D.C. as a defense attaché. You know, in those, now, they say America defense is difficult. It used to be more difficult in those days. So because my father was in the foreign mission, we all had A1 visas. A1 visas were diplomatic visas. So I said, eh, eh, this boy, we are going to get married. And he said all he wanted to do was he wanted to go to America. <laughs> so I knew that I could not go to my father. Listen, no. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> I knew that I could not go to my father and tell him that I had a boyfriend who was going to be my husband. He wasn't my husband, though. And I wanted him to go to America. So I went to one of my father's friends. And I went to explain to him how he would help me to shower, trick my father into submitting this boy's passport and getting him visa. <laughs> hey, foolishness. I'm vulnerable before you. I'm telling you. My father's friend did it. He got his visa. He went to America. And he dumped me. As if that was not enough. As if that was not enough. My father's friend called me and said, you owe me. I said, I owe you? What do you mean? He said, I want to marry you. I said, 
how do you say to my father, you want to marry me? This devil, eh? Hmm. Guess what? I want this part not to be recorded. Please. I didn't, but it was a narrow escape. Do you know what he did? Everything I owned, he collected from me. When I say everything I owned, because I was determined to pay him for this favor so that I will not use my body to pay him. So my mother's jewelry that I had, and he collected it. Collected everything. So you can imagine my pain. The person that I was paying all this for had dumped me. We must always wait for God. Then it was, it, the race now started like, I want to prove that I can marry. <laughs> Hear from God before you marry you. <laughs> Hear from God. I'm grateful to God. I did get married at the age of 26. A few years after this happened. Did I hear from God? I can't tell you that I heard from God. Three wonderful children. Many of you know my children. The first is 26. The second 24. My son 22. I'm always grateful to God when I look at them. Well, you can, I hope you've started recording again. So it's only that part of. <laughs> anyway. 14 years into my marriage. 14 years, I lost everything. With a very successful couple. When I say successful, some, I don't know, maybe one or two people were children when we were thrown of race. Remember? Hmm. <laughs> But I lost everything. My marriage, all the money that's, the glamour, the everything. I lost. Guess what? I was 39, about to turn 40. You see patterns? But God is merciful. God is merciful. The power in the name of Jesus. This were my confessions. This were my confessions. By the grace of God, I was alone with three children. They had just gone to school in England. How do I pay their fees? The first service I would go for after my separation, it was my children's half term. And when the church, I remember it was a redeemed parish, and Reverend Samadayemi was a guest minister. Then he preached about the power of God in your situation. 
And he said, look at him. He, talk, he spoke about his life the same way I'm speaking about my life. How he came from wearing carpenter, um, they used to call it coats, coats. <laughs> he was now wearing suits. Then at the end of his message, he made, an, he made the call and said, if you wanted to key to the miracle God had done in his life, you should sow a seed. And he called 500 pounds. And my 11-year-old daughter said, mommy, get up. Get up. I don't know where. I'm trying to manage what I have. You're telling me to get up and give 500 pounds. But because she's a miracle child, and she's a special girl. And that was the day I knew what sacrificial giving was. But you know what I obeyed? She was 11. God can speak through anybody. Don't discountenance when you hear some things. I got up. The pastor of the church got up. We're the only two. And from that day, Till my children graduated. They were in high school. I didn't have to look for their school fees. And guess what? When my son, when he was 13, went to one of the prestigious boys' schools in the UK called Harrow School, who did I see? the same pastor of that church with his son in the school. You can't understand. God has so restored. And when he gives you a dream, never think that it's too late. The now show started when I turned 50. I could have said I'm too old to do anything. But God spoke clearly to me. Bless others with your situation. Use your situation. Peter is here. He was at the beginning of the now show. It was about my struggles. Things that I've been through. At the age of 50 and a few months. But I obeyed. It looked difficult. It looked hard. I struggled. The power in the name of Jesus. He brought me from nowhere. Nowhere. From obscurity to what? Lamplight. What are you? What have you seen? There is 
may look the way it looks, but you will yet be celebrated. So I've come to tell you my story to encourage you. You see me today, people call me mama, people come around me, they, you are my people. Some of these people don't even know where I'm coming from. So I've come to share. Now what have I not seen? But because God is God. Who am I not to sing every day? I have seen the goodness of God. Because I truly have seen the goodness of God. All my life he has been faithful. All my life he has been so, so good. I've known him as a father. I've known him as a friend. When people disappointed me, when they betrayed me, he was there to pick me up. I said, my daughter, I know the plans that I have towards you. I know my thoughts for you. Thoughts of peace and of good to bring you to an expected end. Yours cannot be difficult for him. And your story will surely be more glorious than mine. So I've come to encourage somebody. Some are having it good. I give God glory for your life. But if there are areas where you're struggling, like I struggled, know that it will hold you by the hand. And it will lead you. Because he said, ask anything in my name. There's power in that name. There's power in that name. And that total victory will surely be yours. But you must visualize the total victory. You must verbalize it. And you must vitalize it. You must see yourself as victorious. Are you here this morning? And you have allowed the issues of life to think that God does not love you. I am here to give you the good news. That he loves you. In fact, you cannot phantom and imagine that love, the depth of that love. And that's who he is. None like him. Your father, your earthly father has failed you. Your earthly mother has failed you. Look away. And look unto the one who is the father of all fathers. Your father is not your friend. There's a father who is more than a friend to you. Reach out to him. You're here. The way that I kid into Reverend Samadayemi's life. You want to come out? 
You want to hold my hand? For that to just be an encouragement. That this same God who has turned my story around, who has turned the tide for me, from that child who they never thought could do well. If we don't allow her to read law and she reads another course, we have derailed her. She won't do well in life. I am not a lawyer today. My second daughter is a lawyer. It's a God that is too much. He's too good. He's too good. He's too good. I tell you. No mountain you won't tear down. <laughs> Coming after me. Thank you. 